BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The official start of March Madness, not really official for about another 10 days, but this is the official start of hour number two on the early line. It's Joe and Donnie here, the hottest topics in sports. We are going over college basketball and what took place last night. Sometimes we say you live and die by the hook, and that could be the case last night. Why? Houston, 83. Wichita State, 66. The line for the majority of the day, 17 and a half lines up right on that. But how about this? Wichita State, for a good portion of the first half, actually had the lead. Going into the half, Houston only a two-point lead. But look at the second half. 50 points on the board for Houston. 50-35 to 35 ends up that second half. 83-66. to 66. The one thing that's so dangerous about Houston, they do it on both ends, Joe. Offensively and defensively, this team is really going to give teams a problem. If you haven't heard about a Houston or you're right about the old-school Blue Bloods, watch out for Houston. Yeah, I mean, listen, give Wichita State credit. They shot, uh, yeah. they shot the Four. lights out early uh, when Houston uh, did not. But ultimately, uh, it was just too much Houston uh, in the second half at home between uh, Marcus Sasser there and uh, Jamal Sneed. They, uh, it was just too much. I mean, uh, they, they dropped 50 in the second half in Wichita State. Now, teams can do that against Houston, where they'll look good for a half, Donnie, right? They light it up, and then adjustments come, and in the second half, like, good luck. Uh, good luck here trying to beat this uh, team because defensively, they'll have an answer for you, and you, you're you not going to have nearly the same kinds of players to be able to compete uh, in, a, uh, in a full game here with this Houston, especially inside where they're just beasts on the boards, second chance points. It just, it wears teams down and it wore Wichita State down last night. Yeah, 16-1 now in the American. This team is going to be really fun to watch here. When you can do it at both ends, that's how you win basketball games and great guard play in the backcourt. UCLA, 79-61 over Arizona State, easily dispatching of them. UCLA, 17-2 in the Pac-12. Again, one of those teams like Houston, they'll play really good defense and can get you on offense as well. The Bruins now staying hot here heading into March Madness. Yeah, I mean, that was the least surprising uh, situation there. You kind of knew uh, UCLA uh, is going to want to handle business. They did, especially in the second half. We saw that the first go around uh, with them as well, where Arizona State actually took a lead into the break 
Uh, but then UCLA was like, yeah, we don't think so. Uh, and completely shut them down. Same situation uh, here. Uh, this wasn't even remotely close in the second half. It was a good first half game, but then UCLA, yeah. Mick Cronin make the adjustments, and then it's over. Uh, defensively, they clamped down on you like very few teams can in the country, which is why, well, they're the number four team in the country right now. Trying to hang another banner there at Pauley Pavilion. Let's see if UCLA can get that done. In the Big Ten, no surprise here. 63-61 final. It was a battle, but Purdue comes out on top. 14-5 down the Big Ten. Zach Eady, 17 points and 19 rebounds in a road victory over Wisconsin. Yeah, what a game. Uh, I, you know, and this was a situation here where it was one possession, Donnie, the entire second half. They were both teams were within a possession here or there. And then ultimately, uh, Purdue made a few more shots down the stretch. But uh, that was a classic Big Ten rock fight last night, one in which uh, Wisconsin almost got the home upset. But Purdue, it was a win they needed. Nobody cared if it was pretty or not pretty. The reality is they needed a win. And they got it on the road, no less. So uh, good job by Purdue there last night. Let the big man eat as we welcome in the radio audience here. You're watching and listening live to the Early Line, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. Joe Ranieri and Donnie Wrightside reviewing some college basketball action. Top 25, Arizona goes on the road and handles USC 87 to 81. Arizona advances now to 14 and 5 in the Pac-12. Excuse me, USC drops to 13 and 6. Pac-12 tournament, Joe, going to be a lot of fun to watch here next week. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be an awful lot of uh, fun here. Some intriguing yeah. uh, intriguing matchups, to say the least. But Arizona, USC, um, boy, oh, boy. Arizona is I, – I really want to – Donnie, I'm this close to betting them to, to not mm -hmm. only win the Pac-12, but to win it all, right? Yeah. Uh, but, man, there, there's, there were points of inconsistency even in that game last night mm -hmm. where I'm going – they should not, I, this game shouldn't even be close. I mean, ultimately it was a six point game, but they got outshot in the second half again by USC. And it's it's so hard to, uh, to back this team uh, and know that against some of the better competition in the country, can't trust them, man. I mean, you get beat on a buzzer beater by Arizona State and then you almost let USC come back and win. Yikes, tough team to uh, wrap my head around here. One of these, Joe Ranieri, we get the crystal ball out, right? You're watching True TV. You got to switch back over to CBS. Why is that? Because round one, Arizona is on the ropes late against a lower-seeded team. Something to keep an eye on here. Bubble Boys at it best here. Illinois, overtime, 91-87 over Michigan. This one should be interesting. Dickinson, 31-16 in a loss for Michigan. Double overtime again, and both teams had opportunities to make sure, A, it didn't mm -hmm. go to overtime, and B, win it in the first overtime, and neither took advantage of it. Ultimately, Illinois just outlasted uh, Michigan, made uh, a couple of more shots down the stretch than they did. Great game, though. Minnesota was one in fifteen come or excuse me, one in sixteen coming into a game against Rutgers. Now Rutgers trying to put themselves on the bubble, not looking good. Major League Baseball, it's actually happening right now in spring training. Let's take a look at some MVP races coming up next. Mm. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Taking a little bit of break from college basketball and the NBA to talk a little Major League Baseball because as we are focused on March Madness, there really is some March Madness in Major League Baseball. Opening day starts March the 30th. Every single team in Major League Baseball, granted, weather permitting, will be participating in opening day. So it's fun to sort of start that long, lengthy marathon and say, how can we have some fun and talk about it early? Well, we don't really know the day-to-day starting lineups in spring training. Pitchers wearing, you know, number 121 out there on the mound, knowing they're never going to throw a pitch this year. But we can certainly start to focus in on who are the better players that we anticipate in the 2023 season. Joe Ranieri, the MVP market will start in the NL. Certainly, superstars at the top of the list. Juan Soto, Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis at 10-1, to trying to make a comeback. There's one guy who last year was a dominant MVP baseball player in the NL. That's Bryce Harper. And we see his number at 80-1. to You go, what? This could be the greatest wager I've ever placed. How can you get that much value on an MVP? Well, when that MVP probably isn't going to start his MVP campaign until July, I don't know too many MVPs that have been won at that point in the season. It's fun to take a look at. Does anybody, Joe, catch your eye in the early race here in the NL MVP market? Well, well, yeah, I mean, Otani does, uh, but he's so ridiculously overvalued, it's disgusting. Uh, so we can't look uh, towards uh, him, right? Uh, and plus, do we really have any idea where is he going to be uh, next year? Uh, like, is he even, is he going to get traded? Is he not? Is he going to be hanging around? Uh, there's so many question marks with Otani and that organization. I, I just don't know what to make heads or tails of. Aaron Judge can't it can't possibly not that he got paid go back to back right are, are we being let's be realistic now hold here. on not going gotta, to I'm gonna get I'm gonna not ask gonna you a question happen. let me ask you a quick question here on this now it is going to be hard for Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani to win can't an NL MVP so I got you there right 
Oh, you said now. Nah, nah. I'm sorry. I'm just because I'm going down these lists. I love it. No, it's good. I'm going, perfect. I, and it's I'm perfect. going. I I do not understand half of these. Uh, I don't understand what we're doing now. I could see this. Um, I I could see Acuna being there. As these young guys here on the list for you. I could see yeah. some of these guys. What happens if Tatis Jr. comes back healthy and lights it up? I, I do think it's a lot more wide open in the National League than I do think in the American League. But I think the American League is so damn top-heavy, it's the most disgusting thing uh, that, that we have. Because there's no value there. And ultimately, it's going to be one of those three guys up at the top of the list. It, we know it. It's always going to be because they're going to be the most popular guys. It is a popularity contest uh, after all. But I do think there are some sleepers in the National League that can pull this off. And I think it's some of the younger, younger guys. Um, and I think they're guys out West uh, more than anything else here. I think the Mookie Betts is of the world. I think uh, the Padres, and, I, and I'll look this, Tatis Jr., if he comes back healthy, can play a whole year. Yeah. Call me crazy here. I think he can light it up, and you can get pretty good value with him. And uh, if he can stay healthy and play enough games... Ooh, uh, that guy's got MVP written all over him, but he just has not been able to stay on the field. And everything that I'm hearing about him is that that left shoulder is better. And oh, yeah, by the way, um, he's pretty uh, hell bent on and uh, proving a lot of people wrong from what I understand. By the way, with Tatis, quick question on that for you, Joe. Do you think voters might hold it against him for all the trials and tribulations and the, you know, I swing on 3-0 pitches, but even more of that, you know, getting a steroid positive test here back. Yeah, Do they give no. him the benefit of that if he has a great season, or do some people hold it against him? I, uh, I won't because they're going to – he shows any success, we don't know what's going to happen. He's going to be testing every uh, every three minutes, every third inning. Uh, they're going to be uh, handing him a cup and being like, here you go. Uh, let me know how it is. Yeah, nice home run. Why don't you go ahead and take this in the back here quick? Um, I think he'll prove it. I think over, and that's the beauty of a 162-game season. They're going to give him opportunities to prove um, everybody wrong here. And, and who doesn't like a good redemption story? Not to mention, he was an absolute favorite of everybody here before the shoulder injury and he went down but the big question is can he stay healthy if he does and he has the kind of year we all think he's capable on that team in that lineup wow um uh, gonna be pretty impressive uh to find out they could i don't know 110 wins for that team this year if they can all stay healthy and on the same page yeah, it seems like endless money out there in San Diego. The new Ooh. New York Mets are actually on the West Coast in San Diego because apparently they want to extend everybody on their team to hundreds of millions of dollars. We'll see how that plays out. That AL market, you're right, Joey Otani, the FanDuel Sportsbook, a plus 220 price to take down MVP. Aaron Judge, 7-1. Mike Trout, perennial mm. favorite in the MVP market Ridiculous. at an 8-1. I want to ask you this question, mm. the web, because obviously Joey Otani is so interesting because he's a pitcher and also a batter. So if he pitches really well, that gives him a little bit of a bump but Aaron Judge like built on the home run if he had 60 plus home runs sure he's always going to be in that MVP race but as we know this year the shift is out of baseball the bases are mm -hmm. bigger so offense is probably going to get a little bit easier than what we've seen in the past now granted yep. we don't know if the balls are juiced on a night-to-night -night basis and Major League Baseball still has that issue but if we're looking from a judge perspective and certainly if he can hit 60 home runs again but are we going to look at some of these guys this year honestly hitting 330 340, 350, not just Colorado Rocky batters, but guys, if you're not getting shifted on, there's a lot more base hits we're going to get this year, Joe. 
It's a great point here. We're going to go back to maybe some of the old days where, uh, you know, guys, uh, the Jeter era, where well, it wasn't all, maybe 14, 15 home runs, but you know what? 200 some odd hits, uh, you know, leads the league with uh, 58 doubles, uh, gets a whole uh -huh. bunch of runs scored, uh, you know, more along those lines uh, than maybe just the 62, uh, you know, the 62 home run guy. But he's going to be the fair. There's not going to be any value for him. Otani, Trout. I do think Otani's getting dealt. I don't think he's going to finish the year. In fact, Otani, there is an argument mm -hmm. to be made that Otani will never get traded to an American League team. He's never go. They're never going to release him. He's going to be in the National League. That's my. Uh, that's that's what I think is going to happen. That's my call here. Otani will be in the National League before the end of the year, and he'll be in the running for the National League MVP. Otani to the Mets. Strike the court now. Cohen can afford I'm, him. I don't know how much money he's going to make, but he's probably going to be able to pay him. They're not paying him. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> the, the Angels ain't going to pay him, and he's not happy, and he already wants out. So um, I do think that there is a big possibility Otani ends up in the National League next year. Way I, Even this year, halfway before the trade deadline, do not be shocked if he is wearing a different uniform, but it won't be in the American League. My goodness, what's he actually going to go for? You can actually get a brand new baseball team if you trade Otani for the amount of players and prospects. Oh, you know the Dodgers going are going to be in on that. You, Unbelievable. You and I both know who are the teams that are going to go in there because the Padres Same already city? said it. Yeah. The endless check on it, the bottomless pit, huh? Okay, so anything for a championship? Well, then let's see uh, how far people... This guy is going to be playing for somebody for the next 10 years, and it's going to have to be for a team that can afford him, right? going to be in the national mm -hmm. league though it ain't going to be in the uh, american league hey up here we'll take a quick look at both the cy young markets in the national league and the american league it's basically which great pitcher can stay healthy the longest the favorite alcantara and burns here in the national league Degrom, boy it sounds odd to say a favorite there in the american league but he is along with garrett That's cole crazy. any thoughts here on the cy young markets yeah, it's going to be your usual suspects, right? Uh, I mean, it could very well be one of uh, one of these guys from uh, the Dodgers. I think Julio Urias is probably the one guy this year that I – he already showed flashes of it, Donnie, but I'm mm -hmm. not – he's a guy that can absolutely win more than 20 games, lead these guys to another pennant in the uh, National League, and oh, yeah – uh, be a World Series MVP kind. I think he's that good, and I think the uh, I think the future is really bright uh, as long as the Dodgers don't destroy him. Julio Urias, twenty to one to take down the Cy Young. We'll see if it happens. Oh. But you know what's going to take center stage right now? The mid majors in March Madness. Come on back mm. with us. Let's have some fun. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever 
brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Majors are taking center stage here on a Friday. Yes, all week long. They've been eliminating teams left and right. Next week, the big boys will get back into play with the Power Fives as they finish their seasons. But there's a lot of fun to be had here. If we go and take a look at the MVC, which we're going to talk about center stage here for a few games, and look at some of the pricing here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Drake, a plus 170 to win the conference tournament. Bradley, plus 200. Indiana State, plus 650. Southern Illinois, plus 650. 750, excuse me. And Belmont, 850. So you do have some front runners here with Drake and Bradley to take a look at. I know it's hard to project, but I'm not even asking you, Joe, when you say, hey, who's going to win the MVC? Give me some thoughts on how you actually approach these conference tournaments because there's a few different ways to bet them. Number one, obviously, just betting day by day and teams just to win games. You can bet this mm-hmm. before the actual brackets come out for, let's just say, the MVC, who's actually playing now. And again, you can bet them after a few games into the tournament. Do you find value doing it a few different ways? Are you comfortable with just doing it just maybe day to day or taking a future and letting it ride out? It's so hard with these mid-major uh, conferences, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I, I do think, um, in other words, I took Belmont, for instance, pre-flop here yeah. to win uh, the Mo Valley. And because, I mean, call me crazy, um, this is a team that will shoot anybody out of the gym, and that's the craziness, yes. right? We just need a team to be able to put together a couple of straight wins, and this is a team that has absolutely no issue uh, with dropping. And I think they were 8 or 9 to 1 there uh, also to be able to go. So now having said that, watching them play, I, I just don't see any value in the top-heavy situation here because to me, what is the difference between Drake? And Bradley, what's the difference between them? Nothing. So there's no value in betting them at that price either. I think the value in these types of conferences, Mm -hmm. give me one of those content, those one of those mid-tier teams that has the ability to be able to get hot and shoot their uh, shoot other guys out of the gym. Uh, The Belmont Braves, they check all those boxes for me. And at an eight or nine to one price, that's what that's the value I am looking for. Uh, Unless, of course, like the Western Conference. There's, it's one of two teams. I don't even look at looking at anybody else. So unless you can narrow it down along those lines, hey, it's Gonzaga, St. Mary's. I think Gonzaga wins it again. Shocker. Uh, is the value there? Yes. In this, Bradley and Drake, sure. Could one of them absolutely win it? Yes. But are you going to bet them at what? Even money, Donnie? There's no money to be made there. That's the problem. Yeah. 
Yep, neutral courts here also. I want to take a look at this angle. Yep. Indiana State and Belmont are going to tee it up today. It's afternoon basketball. Two really good teams. Yep. If you're not familiar with the mid-majors, these two teams get to get after it. They're going to play with a lot of tempo. Both like to shoot the three-point shot. They also defend it decently as well. Let me ask you this question, because if we look at Belmont, they're getting three and a half points today. 152 and a half is a total, which lets you know we should get a pretty good pace. Belmont has not played yet in the conference tournament. Indiana State played yesterday and played really well. It's a really bad Evansville team. But when you're looking at that, do you give the team an advantage and say, hey, you know what? We played on this neutral court. We played really well. Let's stay in rhythm. Because also keep in mind, you're going to have some of these teams needed to win three and four days in a row playing. We're not at that point yet. But is there a chance that Indiana State is actually the favorite here today that already playing a game and feeling comfortable? Does that make a difference to you? Um. Not really with these guys because they, I, I mean, listen, the, the reality, neutral court, not neutral court here in these mid-majors. Does it really make a difference? There's going to be 12 people there. Uh, so <laughs> it's not a, it's not an overwhelming situation for these kids here. Uh, but listen, these are very competitive leagues. The Mo Valley is a very, very competitive league and these teams know each other. My problem with Indiana State is how ridiculously volatile they have been here, Donnie. You know, they great offensive team, right? So um, they ended up losing, what, five straight? They rolled off a seven-game winning streak. Then they dropped their last two. And it's like there's no consistency with them. They can drop 90 points on you, no problem whatsoever. But they can also disappear here I think I've gotten a little bit more steadiness from Belmont and listen if Indiana State plays both ends and shoots lights out of the gym we're going to get an over in this game one way or the other Uh, but uh, Indiana State worries me from the standpoint of I don't know what I'm going to get on a consistent enough basis I feel that the Bruins are going to get I know what we're going to get plus they ended up what 14 and 6 in Mm -hmm. conference play here And you want to give me points to me, the better team, the more consistent team is Belmont and I'm getting points, neutral court, no neutral court. I'm taking the Bruins here in this one. Yeah, a lot of times, again, the, the, I shoot a joke once we get to March Madness, which is his conference tournaments as well, as you take the points and pray and say, hey, both of these teams are good, yep. and I'm getting points on a neutral court. Where do I sign up? Yep. Let's take a look at another NBC game, Northern Iowa and Bradley. Again, Northern Iowa played yesterday, played well, and won. Yep. Bradley did not play. They're winners of 10 straight games and the higher seed. The FanDuel Sportsbook opened this game up, Joe. Minus 10.5 yep. is a favorite towards Bradley. We're down to 9.5. This is one of those teams like the Houston effect, I call it. Number one in conference play on offensive efficiency. Number one in defense in offensive efficiency in conference play as well. They shoot the lights out from three-point range, but they're laying 10. Also keep in mind, it's not like college football used to be back in the day. You got to win impressive if you want to get a higher seed. Like, no, Bradley's not getting into the tournament. If they win each game by 55 points or each game by one point, it doesn't matter as long as they win. Close to double-digit favorites here on a neutral court. How do you think this game lines up? Do you ride that hot streak with Bradley or say, you know what? They're just looking to advance, survive, and move on here. They are a tough team to want to get in front of. But how much double digits in this spot, in Mm -hmm. this situation, Donnie, is, oof, my goodness. Um, But Bradley has no doubt proven that they are, they have what it takes uh, to be able to run the tables here and get themselves uh, a bid. But at this point uh, in it, Donnie, in the Mo Valley, do I really want to lay double digits knowing that, hey, let's play it out? Suppose it even, suppose they blow them out in the first half, Donnie, right? Is the back door mm-hmm. with Northern yep. Iowa not going to be open here? 
it's uh, with double yeah. digits it it feels like it's going to be because at this point donnie it's simply about survive in advance right and we know this yep. about these teams i worry about these uh double digit uh games uh in these kinds of tournaments uh right now simply because they're not looking for style points donnie. they're looking for a w and nothing else matters here Yep, style points again here. Third game, we'll talk about the NDC here. Murray State and Drake. Drake, the number three Ooh. overall most efficient team in conference play on offense. Keep in mind, there's 12 teams in this conference. The one thing I do love, though, is when you're looking to win basketball games, how about being the best team in conference play at not turning the basketball over? And also, you Great like to point. shoot three-point shots close to 38% as from the field as a team. So let's play it back. You don't turn it over. You're going to get maximum amount of shots. You can set up the three-point yep. shot, but also... Drake is minus 10 and a half here. Survive in advance and win. Let's see what happens today in this game. A total of 141 and a half. Any thoughts here? Again, double digits for the higher seed in Drake. Yes, uh, but also a Drake team like Bradley that, um, well, Drake is the better defensive team. Can we agree on that? They are a team that yeah. could make your life an absolute living hell. They can shut you down. The total in this one was what? 140, 141, somewhere along yep. uh, those lines. Um, same premise here, though, is as much faith as I have in Drake, and I know defensively, even if they're not having the best offensive game here, I know defensively they can do enough to be able to win this game and make it appear as if they're blowing them out. So um, I'm not laying double digits once again, but I may look to look under in this total, given the fact that if Drake wants you to be absolutely miserable offensively, they're going to make yeah. you miserably offensively. So the total is more where I would look in this one. Here we go. Let's switch it over here to the A-10. Dayton and St. Louis. How about this line here? Minus mm. one and a half point favorite for Dayton here versus St. Louis. A total of 137 and a half. If we take a look at the styles and the play, Dayton likes to slow it down. St. Louis likes to speed it up. If we're looking for offense, mm -hmm. you're probably going to get it because these teams are efficient in conference play. Dayton, number one overall in efficiency. St. Louis, number two overall in efficiency. And for a team in St. Louis who allows you to shoot the three-point shot, how about this? Dayton yep. on offense. Offense as a team, 40% from three-point range. Gets even better inside the arc at 55%. Two teams, two opposite styles, Dayton and St. Louis. What lines up here for you, Joe? Uh, you know, we've got one of those uh, contrasts in styles, right? So we've got a mm -hmm. Dayton team yes, that ranks number 345 in tempo. You've got a St. Louis team, so it's like, give me the ball, hurry up and run, let's go, hurry up. Uh, you know, <laughs> averaging 60, uh, 76, 77 points a game here. They also, um, Dayton is also one of the better defensive teams in the country. I think they allowed... Donnie, like 60, 59, 60 points a game. They, you know, mm -hmm. they are capable of shutting down, and the slow tempo helps with that. So uh, in these kinds of matchups, Donnie, I always go, is it faster to speed up a – is it easier to speed up a slow yeah. team or to slow down a fast team? I think the team that can dictate tempo is going to have the upper hand, and in this particular case – Kind of hard. Defense uh, gets you past games like this, and nobody's better than Dayton. So I lean towards uh, Dayton and getting it done here against uh, the Billikens. How about this? The nation's longest win streak. Who has it? Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina? Ooh. No, none of those teams. 
It actually comes out of the MAC, and that is Toledo. Toledo's going to take on Ball State as a three and a half mm-hmm. point favorite. Sink your teeth into this one, Joe Ranieri. 158 oh, like and a half as a total. And why is that? Toledo's offense, sensational. Far and away the best team in the MAC. But how about this? They don't turn the basketball over, and they shoot in conference play 40. 2% as yep. a team from behind the arc. My goodness, Toledo. Do they win easy to never Ball State? Who's Ball State sting them here? 14-game winning streak, uh, right? So, we got, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Ball State 12-1, though, at home this season. Which way do you go? Uh, I'll go over. It's got to get that game. Yeah, give me the point. I'm telling you, Let's you have go. a team Let's go. efficient, effective <laughs> field goal percentage, make your free throws, shoot inside the arc, beyond the arc, from half court. It all happens for Toledo. Let's take a look at what happens this weekend. Come on back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Big-time basketball over the weekend here as we set up March Madness. Let's have some fun and do a nice little preview because the great part about Friday shows is, you know, we're not live on the early line Saturday or Sunday, but that doesn't mean big-time showdowns are not happening. But I do take this with a grain of salt, Joe Ranieri, because we could have been set up for a massive games. Excuse me, said a stretch of massive games with a lot of implications on regular season championships here. That sort of got a little bit of the air, let's just say, let out of the balloon if we start with Alabama and Texas A&M look Alabama is playing good basketball here they clinched the SEC championship overall at 16 and 1 but A&M no slouch 14 and 3 overall neither one of these teams Joe Ranieri actually even jockeying for position Alabama is going to be the one seed in the SEC tournament A&M is going to be the number two seed so outside of pride there are no lines for this game on Saturday but let me just ask you a question the approach of these games from these two teams. Is it, ooh, Alabama wants to win to make sure they stay on the one line in you know March Madness, or AM wants to get a win against Alabama to improve maybe their seeding in March Madness? But from an SEC perspective, it doesn't really matter. How do you approach these type of games? So um, it's funny because there's nothing at stake here, but there is a little mm-hmm. bit of revenge, right? I think AM yeah. beat Alabama early on. Uh, in the season and uh, yeah they, we also have a couple of teams that have some things they need to work on uh, which almost and I hate to say it right this is almost one of those situations where 
Um, I mean, Alabama is 11 of 53 from three in their last two games. That's not going to cut it. Would it shock me if Alabama took nothing but threes here tonight to try and get back into some rhythm? You know, that's the kind of game I think this is going to be. I don't think either team is going to, uh, you know, they're not going to throw all their chips in the middle of the table to win this one here. Alabama, though, definitely has some things they need to work on. They can't keep expecting to come back in the second half down. Uh, so not a game that I want to get involved with because there really isn't anything on the line here. Uh, so, but it is a game that I'm going to be very curious to watch. How many threes does Alabama make in this one? Because that's what's put them into holes early on uh, in games here. Their inability to hit anything from the perimeter. And we know A&M and uh, Buzz Williams, they're going to bring it defensively here tonight too. Let's see if Alabama can get back on track from the perimeter. It looks like Alabama, according to Bracket Matrix, the number one overall seed right now heading into yeah. the tournament. So we'll see if that lines up. And that could be a nice win to take down AM, but also from an AM yep. perspective, really nice win to take down Alabama, which might put you up on another seed line here, depending on the way that it goes. Kansas and Texas, we were also hoping maybe for a chance at if Texas wins, they get a piece of the Big 12 championship, but that's not going to take place here. Kansas 13 and 4 in Big, mm-hmm. t- Big 12 play, Texas 11 and 6. So another one of those games where you're playing for pride, but Kansas also looks like they're in a number one line seed here. So that would go a long way to beat Texas. But also keep in mind, yes, this is their last game of the season. They do play the conference tournament next week where they could pick up a few more wins, win or lose, and certainly affect their seeding. This game here, is Texas just come out guns blaze and say we're going to take down Kansas and get some momentum heading into the conference tournament? Or does Kansas go, hey, regardless, we were coming down here to beat you anyway, even if it doesn't matter in the standings here? Well, it was funny, right? Because uh, Rodney Terry, the coach of uh, Texas, came out this week and said, quote, we're still playing for something, Donnie. They said, we're, we're playing for seating, and we want to put ourselves ah. in the best position right now uh, for the big prize. And, hey, listen, you know you're going to eventually have to go through Kansas anyway in the tournament, right? So why mm-hmm. not uh, Why not get the uh, upper hand here and uh, and bring it? I would expect nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, except maximum effort from Texas in this one because when you're Kansas, and let's forget, Donnie, they're def- national champs here until somebody beats them. Um, yeah, uh, they're going to – Kansas is going to get Texas's best – Will it be enough? That remains to be seen. But I would anticipate nothing but maximum effort uh, from Texas to get, get this done and end it on a winning note. Currently have a three-way tie right now in the ACC for regular season mm. champion. Pittsburgh had an angle in there where they could have just taken it down all by themselves. All they had to do, Joe was going to Notre Dame against a coach that was retiring and just handle their business. And they got smoked in that game, which now leaves the door open for both Virginia and also Miami. If we preview this game from 6 o'clock down at the Watsco Center in South Florida, Miami is going to be the favorite here. Here's the interesting part, too, because I don't know why the ACC sets this up. Because right now, if the season ended today, all three teams would be Cove champions, or should I say tri-champions, whatever, in the ACC. But get this. If Miami beats Pittsburgh and Virginia beats Louisville, which they're probably going to do, Miami and Virginia would split the ACC championship, even though they both played each other. There is a head-to-head and Miami beat them. 
The same thing with Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh ends up beating Miami over the weekend, and again, Virginia wins against Louisville, Pittsburgh and Virginia would share the ACC championship, even though Pittsburgh actually beat Virginia here. So a lot on the line in this one, but this is the, these are the games that you point to and say, well, Pittsburgh should have been able to win the ACC. We didn't see that coming, but then they get beat by Pittsburgh, and Joe, we go, yeah, that's what happens. It's Pittsburgh basketball. What do you see from Pittsburgh and Miami? Does Miami rise up and clock this team, or in this wild ACC, Pittsburgh goes on the road and takes down the Hurricanes? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, Miami is, uh, they've had now, what, about a week to have to ponder and be disgusted about how that Uh game ended against Florida State. And uh, there is no way, I mean, first loss in 16 games at home this year uh, for Miami against that that Florida State game. And now uh, they are absolutely, and Laranaga said it this, uh, this whole week, that um, there is a huge emphasis on finishing games. Um, you, <laughs> you expect, uh, and I mean expect, maximum effort from this uh, Miami team who led by 25 in that game in the second mm-hmm. half and gave it all back. Uh, that will not happen here against Pittsburgh, who quite honestly, can we be realistic here? They've over, you know, they, they, they've basically, they played way over their heads all year long. This is not a top 25 team in the country. I hate to break into them. Uh, But uh, Miami will show how much better and how much more experienced they are than this group uh, tomorrow. This is, I think, Miami, uh, they're out for blood. Plus, a lot of those guys, they know what it is to come back uh, on uh, in an Elite Eight situation from a year ago. Nigel Pack didn't play in that game against Florida State. Looks like he'll be back here against uh, Pitt. Yeah, I, th- I think Miami puts their foot down here and finishes this one rather quickly. Pretty crazy, too, right? Pittsburgh 14-5 and five in the ACC. Usually get lauded for that and saying, eh, who's Pittsburgh? And for most of the way, I mean, a very un-ACC, you know, Clemson and Pitt jockeying yep. for the number one seed. It's like, where are the Blue Bloods at here in this conference? Well, maybe Miami has a chance to shine here and take down an ACC regular season championship. And also, one of those teams to watch out for. Now, we always like to joke that they're a high-priced team, but they got veteran and they got guards for days back there yep. and a very good head coach. They could do some damage here coming up. Arizona-UCLA, 10 o'clock on Saturday night, number eight versus number four. Bragging rights on the line because UCLA did rack up, excuse me, wrap up the Pac-12 championship. But this should be a good game at Pauley Pavilion here, and maybe if Arizona can get the win, seeding lines up for them a little bit better. UCLA's good. Arizona's good. They're going to tangle here. Yes, they are, and uh, this is another one of those, much like the first game uh, they played. Who dictates pace here? Does Mm -hmm. Arizona, does UCLA allow Arizona to get out and go in transition and run, 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 or do they force them into a half-court game and basically make their life miserable? Um, We know how good UCLA is at home, and we also know how good UCLA is at doing just that, imposing their will. Uh, this is a big, much bigger game, I think, for Arizona than UCLA in this uh, in this matchup. So uh, I am going to be looking for one of the uh, late night games there on uh, tomorrow night. But I think this game means way more to Arizona than it does to UCLA. 
Yeah, it's interesting, too, because you take a look at some of these one lines. And again, they're going to change over the weekend. They're going to change next week in the conference right. tournaments. But on Bracket Matrix, you got Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue on the one line in that order. Just below that, the first number two seed is UCLA. These are the type of games that you pick up wins against top 10 opponents where you can get back onto that one line, which is always important, heading in to conference tournament and also March yep. Madness action here. Now, the ACC. They do this on purpose here. Duke and North Carolina always end the season playing each other. Duke is 13 and 6 in the ACC. Carolina is 11 and 8. And the thing I always get a joke of is because I try to line these games and say, where's the top 25 action? So I put a couple games in. I go to myself, wait a minute. Isn't Duke Carolina playing? And they're both have decent records here. Neither one of these teams ranked in the top 25. Now, here's the fun part about this game as rivalries go. You saw in the past, hey, look at this, Coach K's last game at home. It's going to be against North Carolina. North Carolina upsets the party here. Carolina is smack dab, Joe Ranieri, right on mm -hmm. the bubble. Duke would love to return that serve, go into Carolina, and knock them off and be one of the teams that tries to help them stay out of the tournament. How does this play out? Because Carolina's probably going to be a favorite at home. They're in a must-win scenario, it feels like. Duke-Carolina, always a great rivalry, but some interesting stuff on the line here. Yeah, no, a ton on the line here. And both um, playing better as of late here, both of these teams. And North Carolina at home is always dangerous. Uh, this Duke team is young, uh, very young, in fact. But they have started to put it together. After they got boat raced here in Miami uh, a mm -hmm. few games ago, they've really started to come together and put some things uh, on it. We know uh, talent, uh, no shortage of it there. Uh, but you're right, North Carolina backed into a corner here on the bubble. Um, not Neither of these teams ranked? Like, my goodness. Uh, but, hey, nothing changes for me. North Carolina at home. It's the only way I could look here at this point in this uh, final uh, regular season game. You know the crowd's going to be crazy. Uh, North Carolina for me. Uh, if Duke wins, then, hey, Duke, congratulations. Uh, huge win given the season that you've had. Uh, but North Carolina, no more excuses. Uh, they need to have this game against the uh, the Blue Devils. How about this one? Duke and Carolina, right? We, we expect Duke to be in the tournament. And let's just say Carolina wins and wins a game or two in the ACC. They're going to end up being in the tournament as well. If you look at yep. the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, when is the last time you saw this? Duke, 75-1 to to win the championship. Carolina, with all that talent coming back, 100 to 1 to cut down the nets. Is there any value? Because I know you said Duke's a little bit younger. I actually look at that 100 to 1 and say, can we go back a couple months here when all the hype was still back on Carolina? How do they end up 100 to 1 if they get into the tournament here? That's insanity. In inconsistencies. And, and that's been Ooh. a huge part of this North Carolina uh, team here. But you're right. Experience. None of that matters, right, if they go on a tear right now. Let's not forget, they did this last year, too. They didn't get hot yep. until right yep. at the end. They blew through the ACC and took it right to the finals. There's still that kind of talent on this team here to do it again, but it's got to start with a win here at home against their arch rival here, the Duke Blue Devils. Top five teams here to cut down the nets for March Madness, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Houston, 6-1. to one. Alabama, plus 750. Kansas, plus 850. UCLA, 10-1. And Arizona, 12-1. to one. It seems, Joe Ranieri, mm. more wide open this year than ever. Yes, uh, me personally. Uh, Baylor and Miami uh, in those 20-1 uh, ranges. Yes, mm. like them. 
Joe Ranieri getting after it. Mm. A pro's pro once oh. again on Friday. You know what? You love Joe Ranieri all week. Guess what? He's back on Monday as well. Enjoy your weekend, Joe Ranieri. I'll see you Monday, but I'll close out the show next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um... All right, final segment of the week here for the early line. Series XM Channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network, 7 to 9 a.m. as usual today. Donnie Wrightside and Joe Ranieri giving you exactly the topics you need to get you through the rest of your Sports Grid day. And also, make sure you tune in next here to the morning after coming up with Ben Stevens. A lot more action to cover. Today, it was a lot of March Madness talk here. Next weekend, next Sunday is Selection Sunday. A lot of teams are being eliminated, as we said, all the way through great action as we previewed the NBC tournament and also some of these schools winding down their season with big games on Saturday and also Sunday. So a lot of fun to be had there. The NBA also crazy times, 10 games tonight on the NBA slip. We previewed each and every one of those. Hopefully we get some winners out of some of those games. The NFL combine is going strong tomorrow. The quarterbacks will run. The wide receivers will run today. The DBs will run. So a lot more information will filter through. But Major League Baseball spring training is underway. Runs are up. Batting averages are up. I love everything that's happening. But an interesting scenario just popped up yesterday here with Kenta Maeda. How about this? This is an up. Pitchcom being too loud. You say, Don, what the heck is Pitchcom here? What are you even talking about at this point? Well, there's a way in Major League Baseball now where a pitcher in their hat has a small speaker. And the catcher that is behind the plate, so you can't steal signs, presses a button there on his wrist, and it goes fastball, curveball, slider. Well, guess what? It was turned up a little bit too loud yesterday, and you had a team that was able to hear the signals. The Minnesota Twins pitcher was Kenta Maeda. They were going up against the Tampa Bay Rays, who could hear the pitchers coming. But how about this? A pitcher so talented in Kenta Maeda, he threw two scoreless innings despite the actual batters being able to hear exactly what pitch is actually coming. Two, two, two things you could take away from it. Come on, Tampa, what type of season are you in for if you know the pitch is coming here? But also, number two, that's how hard it is to hit a major league fastball and a major league breaking ball. Crazy stuff in spring training. Can't wait for the regular season. Stay tuned now for Ben Stevens in the morning after. Coming up next.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 